the gold. Welcome, everybody, to uh, My Dumb Friends and All Things Comedy. Uh, you know from the Josh Wolf Show, Chelsea Lately, a bunch of other shit. Josh Wolf is here in the studio. How are you, man? Hey. Good, good. My, like, less excited than any other time we were talking for the best time. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, fuck this. Why am I here? And then Tom Lewis and Sean, we haven't been together, all of us, in, in a couple weeks, so. Yeah. I'm I'm thrilled to be that. here for the reunion. <laughs> the reunion. Yeah, it's like the Stones. This is like a huge reunion tour. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to play your greatest hits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are our numbers been the past two weeks, Tom? Really good. Really? <laughs> He's lying. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I was getting excited that I had a career. Uh, <laughs> I don't. What's going on, man? Thanks for doing this. Uh, thanks for having me down, man. I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate it very much. Uh, I, how's your week been? My what? My week has been. What day is it? Wednesday. Wednesday. It doesn't hmm. matter anymore, right? No, my week has been good. I guess. Yeah. I, uh, I had a really good time at the Atlanta Improv this weekend. It was one of those weekends where you're like, oh, this is why oh, I go yeah. on the road and do yeah. comedy. That was the first headlining weekend I ever did two years ago, I, and it was a labor of love. And my dad came to one show, and I was like, "Does your dad live in Atlanta?" No, he he just had a show there. So what do you mean had a show? He's a writer, so uh, it like was a the most playwright. Awkward, a play- yeah, he's a playwright, and it was the most awkward. <laughs> I'm telling you, his dad's an award-winning playwright. <laughs> it was the most awkward. We were on the streets of Atlanta, mm-hmm. and this is like the fucking. This is one of the most times I've been ashamed, and the most time I've ever been ashamed for my dad. And he's seen me naked hiding cocaine before. Is we were walking down the street, and uh, <laughs> we were walking down the street, and it was uh. true. But uh, and this dude, this black dude, came up, and he, and uh, and I just go like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry, I don't have any change." And he goes, "Dude, I'm looking where the convention center is," and I notice he's got a full no. suit on. He's got a full suit. Doesn't even look homeless. <laughs> you look more homeless oh, than he yeah, does. Oh, yeah, I don't look way more homeless. <laughs> yeah, you better watch out, man. You can get kicked out of L.A. for that story. Yeah, I can. And there was a like, – he just like – I went to my dad. My dad didn't make eye contact. I'm like, that was bad, huh? And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got a couple questions for you. I got a couple yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, one. When you're naked, hiding right. cocaine, because he walked into a room and you Yeah, were- I was staying, you know, like, I was basically living with them. At the time, I was a real fucking superstar, 22. Uh-huh. And uh, I had, what how I had cocaine, I mean, this is even worse. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on podcasts. I think I did. Was that I grabbed the little cocaine I had had left, which was a bag, because I knew they were going to take it away, and I shoved Who's it Who's they? My mom and dad. And they, they, well. They walked into the room. Did they know you were, or could do, that you did coke? Yeah, they knew I had problems, but uh, they walked in, and I have a bit about it. I go, don't come in. I'm masturbating. Right. And like, I'm like, you know, your life's in a sad place if masturbation's the safe option with yeah. your parents. <laughs> so I take the bag of Coke, and I shove it up my ass, mm-hmm. and I wait. And then I got home. I, I got in my, went in my room. I did cocaine and read poetry and then waited till my parents went to bed, and I went down to the basement, did the rest of the cocaine, and at 5 in the morning, my mom had a teaching job, and I could hear her fucking getting ready and i'm like this is a bottom and you were naked i had boxers on at that point okay so because i didn't know they were coming home i get you know it, it was an early thing first of all your experience of doing cocaine is way yeah. different than mine you read you poetry like, i had fun yeah yeah you stayed in a basement and read poetry <laughs> which isn't exactly why people do coke no. you know <laughs> sean have you ever done coke no i never have wow and tom yes really I thought yeah. that I thought you'd be a definite no. I did it. I 
it was once, but it was like all night for 16 hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> are, are, are you some for the folk in 16 hours? <laughs> 16 hours. You did it one time and you never did it again. Nope. Never did it again. Nobody likes a quitter, man. I well, know. Tom yes. talks a lot. If you like ask him, like, he knows a ton about comedy. And I feel like that you probably just cornered some motherfucker and talked about Mort Saul for a day. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Is that kind of what happened? No, I th- I think it, we ended up playing like Pictionary for twelve of those oh. hours. I mean, you guys have the worst coke stories <laughs> in the entire fucking. What are world. your coke stories? They're not reading poetry and playing Pictionary. You. <laughs> I made some good ones. You fucks. Those are the worst Coke stories I have ever heard. This is the opposite. In my life. This is like you are not Motley Crue here. No. Oh, no. Oh, this generation. Oh, man, the guy from. Did. I mean, the, I feel like an old man. You, you, you guys don't know how to. This generation doesn't know how to do Coke. You're the worst. Oh, man, the guy from Reading Rainbow was there. Wait, John, what did you say? They also baked a bun cake too. To yeah, <laughs> those are the two worst Coke stories I've ever heard. So yeah. congratulations. My other question is about your dad now. Yeah. So your dad is an award-winning writer. Yeah, my dad used to write for Cosby actually too. That's oh right. Oh, Fucking crazy. Oh, so right. we're gonna, you're gonna leave that. We'll leave all those jokes alone. Right, right, right. Um, He's so, the next woman to step forward. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be great if he had a tramp stamp of a Cosby sweater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo. Oh. <laughs> If they, if everybody in the rape gang had like a Cosby sweater tattooed yeah. on them somewhere, it'd be good. Um, the rape gang probably not something I should coin. Right? No, that sounds uh, good. It's <laughs> a reality show. Um, but do you ever? Go, does your okay? Mm-hmm. Couple things. You, I, you listen. One of the things I like, do first. Fuck you. No, one of the things I really like about about your. I think yeah. your uh, your jokes. What I like about your jokes. I told you this before. Is that you're one of the few people where I don't know where your jokes are going. Oh, thank so you. That's com- the first time I've ever been complimented on this podcast. But as a comic, way. like you can kind of start to twenty minutes, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but I can start to figure out where somebody's going with a joke. So yeah, I never yeah, can yeah. with you. Does your dad ever uh, give you punchlines or critique your writing? He does not. He critiques my scripts, but he's not funny. So there's really not like much he can do as far as punchlines. As far as anyone who's helped my punchlines, it's Nate Fernold, who's this comic. He's given me, like, three fucking punchlines that have been on TV. Like, I'll set up the premise, I have the middle part, and I'm like, I just need a tag. Yeah. And then he, he's great at it. But my dad can't, I mean, he just doesn't know how to do it. He helps you with scripts, though. Hell yeah, he'll help with scripts. He understands structure and shit like that. But he wrote for Cosby, so he's not funny? He can be funny on, on it's papered in, a, like, a very sitcom way. Right. But he's not, like, he doesn't know how to do stand-up or anything. It's a, it's Stand a different the hardest art. thing to write. Yeah, it's a different. Do art. You, you do you write all your stuff, or do you have a guy? I do not have too? anybody help yeah, me. Yeah. Um, because you know sometimes, look, I, I I'm I tell a lot of stories. Okay. Right, right. And so a lot of times when you tell a story, the biggest punchlines when you look at them on page don't even look like a fucking punchline. No. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, that's the worst. Yeah. I mean, Sean, you've probably had that just now with with doing your half hour when you did you have to write all the stuff out. For the no, for some reason we didn't have to do it this time. I don't know why. Oh, that means that means it's not going to air. Just so you know, that just means they they don't think it's going to air. That's why they. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wouldn't that be fucked up? It would have been worse if, if somebody, if you're special, you came on stage and then they just cut to an old Margaret Cho special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would they play the first three minutes of mine just to fuck with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They set it up. And they're like, we don't like this guy's voice. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> It's all treble. It's so hard to give shit when somebody's not in the room because it feels like you're giving shit to a ghost. <laughs> I'm you... giving you all the finger right now. You just can't see that. Right. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? Uh, I mean, to we're going to like... Dan St. Germain interview by Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're, we're, you guys are in Massachusetts and New York. We're figuring this out. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Christ. I've had to do the last two episodes on my own. Well, why can't I talk about my dad? My dad was a jail guard at Rikers Listen, your dad's dead, Sean. Get over it. <laughs> Wait, your dad was a, a jail guard at Rikers? Yeah. Come on. Does it, to get, does, it, First off, this is the Wait, saddest sequence ever. Sean just got jealous that he wasn't being I, interviewed on his own podcast. But I want, and now we're having to take time out of the day. Out of the, but keep going. Keep going. Do you have any, do you have, does, did he ever tell you any great stories? He played Monopoly with uh, with Mark David Chapman, the guy who killed John Lennon. Oh my God, that is a great story. <laughs> yeah, you. Do yeah, you sitting on that? For do you a while. let Do you let him win? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you let him win when he wrote? Oh no, you got Boardwalk in Park. Please, good for you. He let him win. Yeah, that yeah. was his joke that he would say. Oh, I let him win. Why? Yeah, of course, I let him. <laughs> how have you, you? How long have you done this podcast? You've never told. That's a great story. Yeah, that's a great story. I've told it before Dan just doesn't listen to me. No, I don't think you have. Oh yeah, I've definitely told that before. He got stabbed once too. You never told that story. He got stabbed. I don't know. I don't know the full thing. He wouldn't really tell us much because he didn't want us to get worried. But he got. I know he. Got, I know he got stabbed once because I saw the scar. Stabbed where? In the in the side. Jesus. Oh so that's God. like a. They, they wanted to kill him. Y yeah. I, I guess they want to. Twenty years later. I've yeah. had somebody. Uh, Jesus. What? <laughs> His dad's dead. Oh. We've made two of your dad dead jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, wait. I mean, as long as we open the well, floodgates. Well, uh, guys, uh, jokes on Sean. He's here right now. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, I had somebody. Yeah. I don't know if they tried to kill me, but I had somebody wait in the parking lot for me after a show. What really? did you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I. For what reason? Was it a heckler that, that you went after? Yeah. And he was sitting. Here's the thing. He was with. It was him, a buddy, and their two girls, right? Yeah, yeah. And this has happened to me a couple times. I would say, in general, um, if I, if, I, if there's couples there at my show, it's because the girls have talked their boyfriends into coming to the show. Oh, because of the Chelsea girls? Which, which means they already hate me. Yeah. Okay? Okay, so that's yeah, a safe, exactly. safe bet. They already hate me. Okay. And so when they say something at, during the show and I make fun of them and then their girlfriend laughs at them, Oof, oh yeah. God! It's a bad situation. It's a bad. And so, one time in Nashville, this happened in in Nashville. There was a huge dude who uh, he said something to me, and I said something back, and he said something to me. And when I said something back, his girlfriend actually stood up, pointed, and laughed at him. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so when much? so when she sat down, he stood up and started to walk towards the stage. And this was a big dude. And I was like, "You played Zanies in Nashville." Yeah, no, not in Nashville. I did it in Chicago. Okay, so they had they have one doorman who stands by the back door, and he's not actually a doorman. He yeah. looks like maybe he was one of the roadies for the Allman Brothers right, right. in the seventies. <laughs> okay, so as the guy starts to walk towards the stage, I look to my left and in the back corner, the dude who's the bouncer, I see him disappear behind the corner. <laughs> 
His head was looking at me, and as I turned to look at him, his head disappeared back behind the corner. And I told the guy, I go, man, you're going to have to you have to sit down. The guy was like, you, you making fun of me in front of my girlfriend? You wanna, and and people were booing him, right? They were like, sit down, sit down. But he was a big dude, and I was like, yeah. I'm about to get the shit beat out of me on stage. Right, right. So my first thing I think is I'm going to take a, a nice big swing at him with this microphone. You know, you can whip it around, like, right. and then we'll see what happens. This is how you know you're not a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> You just like fought somebody like a powder puff girl. Can I tell you something right now? <laughs> yeah. My my record in fights is four and six. I'm below five hundred. Yeah. Um, but so I know I'm gonna get my ass kicked, and then I hear in a huge Russian accent, uh, you know, sit down, and three huge figures stand up. They were like, sit down, and they sit down. It was three of the Nashville Predators. Three of the national. Oh my God! Three really? of the national. They they had come to the show. I guess the the coach had brought That's a bunch of them to the show. Crazy dude. It's national predators football team. It's hockey. Hockey. They fucking saved oh. my life. So, but yeah. the, the other time I was in San Antonio, Texas, and uh, basically the same thing happened. But they had sent the girls home, so they were waiting for me. The two guys were waiting for me in the parking lot. Did they get? Did they beat you up or no? Uh, you, were you just like, I'm sorry, man? No, he, I was walking out to the car, you know, because yeah. the the opener drives you back to your hotel. Yeah, yeah. And you know, he like wasn't, a superstar. You know, he wasn't gonna help. No. <laughs> he was like, I just got 25 bucks for that set, so yeah, I am not probably getting. Not getting I am not punched. getting medical for this. <laughs> probably not getting punched in the face. No, the bouncer. Thank God, he was taking out the trash coincidentally yeah. at the same exact time. And walked over and gave a, is there a problem? But I was about Oof. to get my ass kicked. Sean, have you ever gotten beaten up? Have I gotten beaten up? No, no I, mean... I had a situation once where a friend of mine poured a beer all over a girl and he ran out of the bar and I went a different direction. And the guys who were with the girl caught up to me and I pretended like I didn't know him. Like I, yeah. I pretended like I was a separate dude from him. And I did that thing where these guys were calling their friends to come over. There's probably like, eight of them yeah. and they're like that sucks man your friend left you here i'm like i don't know him i don't know him and then finally i to get out of it i made a hail mary idea where i fucking just freaked out and i go listen i don't fucking know you want to fight me we'll fight right now let's fucking fight we'll just fucking fight and they went whoa 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 don't worry about it no 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 no, no it's fine it's fine no, 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 no. and they backed off because uh -huh. the, i i just conveyed to them how much i didn't know the guy yeah. and they're like and then they just let me leave but if i didn't freak out at that moment and act weird like that yeah they would have they would have kicked my ass. They were about, they were calling their friends on their phone, texting their friends to come over. You would see there was five of them, then there was two more, then there was two more. Your friends and an I was asshole. Like, I'm yeah. so fucked. You you should, next time you should just start freaking out. My dad is dead. My dad's dead. <laughs> my dad's an award-winning playwright. I'm like I have a trebly voice. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, this is I forgot to let me bring this up before I forget. I was traveling last week, and the fucking scariest thing happened to me. I used to have a bunch of night terrors, mm -hmm. which only Vietnam vets and like fat asthmatics have. And uh, and I I had this which one are you? Ladder, uh, <laughs> but I won't like the former and the latter. Uh, I I anyway I had this horrible dream where I was like stuck in a serial killer's like dungeon and I couldn't get out and there's like bricks at the wall. I woke up and I was staying at my opener's place and I was in their guest room closet, tearing like throwing tearing up photo albums of one of the guys who lived their family Stop. and then the tv was kicked over i had i get in the middle of the night i was trying to escape there through the room it was fucking crazy first of all yeah what gig makes you stay at the opener's house <laughs> this that's what i take away from that yeah. story yeah. it was like ah. well this was a, this was definitely a run i put together you know yeah 
Um, so I was staying there, and yeah, it was like it was crazy. I almost understood because there's that story of the guy who murdered his wife in his sleep, and I'm like, maybe that's true. Well, you know, I listen not to get too yeah. uh, too serious, mm-hmm. but you know, there are dudes that wake up. They that, that that sounds like a little PTSD thing. They wake up and they're strangling the person. Dude, right Josh, side. if I found out that I was molested at some point, yeah, it would make all the sense. You know what I mean? Explain the beard. I'm just, dude, I'm looking for it. (laughs) Yeah, because the beard means I'm trying to hide. Hide me. Yeah. I just have no chin. But uh, I I would love to find out what that is. How long have you been bearding that? A couple years. And what's the game plan? Sean's got a beard, too. Is it as as extreme as yours? Uh, It is not as extreme. Oh, Sean's? No. No, no, no. I just trimmed mine, actually. Sean just looks like a Food Network host. Oh, that's... Guys, bam! <laughs> man, man, would that work if he was here? Uh, <laughs> let me keep doing visual jokes for somebody who's on I the know. other side of the country, <laughs> and for someone who's never seen him yeah. before. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna post this picture so we. All right. Um. Anyway, so we. Aaron, what's what's going on? We have Aaron is our Tom. Are you all right? Did you you guys just had a moment? No, Josh keeps touching. Aaron, the, uh, hey, I keep touching this thing there. by accident. And, oh, okay. And he is what, what, driving him. It's not us, Dan. Crazy. It's me. I know it's, it's not me. you, Tom. It's me. I know it's not you. Are you gonna post a pic on I'm an gonna, audio yeah. podcast? I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm is that gonna, what's happening right now? I don't know what's. You going looking on. for a picture on a podcast? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, I just want to explain. Is to that? Your, here's my question. Is yeah. that true? I is that true? Is that story about you shitting your pants when you first met your wife true? True. Totally true. True. Well, I mean, look, you add punchlines in there. Right, right, exactly. But, but true. Yeah, and true. she stayed with you after that. Yeah. Uh, interesting, right? Fucking that she nuts. would stay with me. There wasn't a break period, like a month period where she's like, let me think about this. No, I, you know what I think? I think she uh, enjoyed the candor. Sean, have you ever shit yourself in front of your uh, wife? No. No, not yet. Do you Dutch, I, I, do you Dutch I, I oven her? I shit myself in front of a girl that I liked in high school. Thank you. You, you what? I shit myself in front of a girl that I liked in high school, a girl I had a huge crush on. But we've wow. all shit ourselves once or twice, right? Oh yeah. Of course, yeah. Now it's was been you, a while, but yeah. Was yours? Uh, are you uh, an? Uh, re, uh, when you say the the coke story, are you a? Recovering? Oh yeah, I don't I don't do it anymore. So, um, but I uh, I've definitely shit my have I shit myself? I remember in Ireland I was well, it's the same thing you're talking about your story. Also, yeah. really quickly, you have to realize. When you say you shit yourself, there's two different meanings of shit yourself. Right, right. I agree. Some people think of it as just shitting a little bit and like and just barely making it to the bathroom, and then yeah. you shit a little bit in your pants. The other thing is you full on take a shit in your Did you, pants. Was that a full on or a little bit for you? Uh, well, here's I was a full on when I was in high school. Here's what I would say. I uh-huh. I think that's that's nice to differentiate, but I think as soon as you have shit in your pants, you've shit yourself. I don't know. I mean, like, I do think if it's coming out of your boxers, though, I mean, that's a whole new. It's a different world, oh, but God. the smell is still going to be. It's Listen, gross. The thing about shit like is you can have a tiny nugget of shit yeah. or the biggest pile of shit, and it still just smells like shit. Right. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. doesn't. Oh, one, of them, one of them just makes you feel so much worse. Yeah. Mine was a uh, they're both sneeze, horrible. and then it, my asshole opened up enough. Lo- oh, the God. The. the at, you know when you sneeze, right? Yeah. yeah. So that that pressure, yeah, so I do. I your know. asshole opens up for that long yeah. and then shuts. You clench it right away. So however much 
a sneeze full of shit is. That's a new saying. <laughs> that's gonna be the next name. Of, that's gonna be the name of my next book. A sneeze full of shit. It's just you on a, a cover in a white suit with like no socks or shit. Like one of those advice books. Yeah, nobody's ever said a sneeze full of shit. No, before. I don't think, I think so. We've just coined a new term. Yeah, yeah. It's the grossest term ever. Um, and and you've been with her for like twenty years now, right? I've been with long. my wife. We've been married for eleven years, and we've been together for like well, my son is eighteen, so fourteen years. Fourteen years. So we've been uh, together for fourteen so years. So there were four years you guys weren't together. Well, I know we've been married for eleven, and we've been together for fourteen. But your son's eighteen. Oh, okay. Oh, that's it from another woman. Okay. So I, yeah, you've done your research on me. I see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've literally got three. I've got three things on here. It's like a. It's like a person with Down syndrome's grocery list. All right, that's I'll tell you. Here's the reason. Here's the. Uh, a long time ago, I met a woman, and she had two kids already. We had a kid together. Uh-huh. Um, that kid together is the one you met. Yeah. She. I ended up kicking her out, but I kept all three kids. So I kept her two kids and my kid. Jesus. So um, I was a single dad living in Hollywood in an apartment for years. We all yeah. lived in one room. And so, oh my God. yeah, my dad, you know, my, and I'm from the Northeast too. My dad walked into our my apartment once, you know, my apartment was a bed and then two sleeping bags and then a crib and there was toys all over the oh place. Oh my God. And my dad walked in and he goes, Mm, you know, you're pretty close to being Puerto Rican. I'm going back to the hotel. <laughs> Did you, and that was it. And if you hadn't made it, that would be you, you have two now you have the pursuit of happiness story. But if you didn't, you would have like the sad, like like Angela's yeah, ashes you're story. Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's like two, like you're like, in this book, I'm either coming across as the greatest dad or the worst dad. Hey, both. This is over. It's both. It's both. <laughs> Look, we made I made some horrible parenting decisions early on because I didn't know what What's the, fuck the I dumbest was doing? parenting decision you've made? Oh dumbest? Yeah. Uh, that's a really tough call. I would tell you this because I, it, usually the parenting decisions I made early were good for two of them and bad for one. You right, learn right. That, you learn that you can't parent all your kids the same way. Right. Um, I would say that maybe the most dangerous thing, you know, we used to have a lot of fun. Right. My kids, you know, I didn't have any money. Yeah. Um, so my favorite game for them is that we would I would put them in the trunk of the car and they like to roll around. And I would drive, I would drive yeah, around with them. That wins. I would drive, <laughs> I would drive around with them in the trunk of the car. Now, listen, I never drove around like on the city streets. Right, it was like but a parking lot. Empty parking lots, and every now and then they'd want to go up a hill, so we'd have to go up. We'd go up, you know where, you know those up near uh, Runyon Canyon. Oh, you did it in L.A. Yeah. Oh, this is the most dangerous fucking thing ever. Well, well the <laughs> parking lots were empty, but the Runyon Canyon was a dumb one. But they right. want they liked the feeling to go of being going up a hill. So we'd go oh up like the seven miles an hour, and I'd stop and start. So I'm not sure that was. <laughs> was the that, gr- it was called Elizabeth Smart the Ride. But <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what here's what I had to stop. My the kids would loved it, and they didn't know any better, right. and they were young, and they thought it was just part of growing up. So one time we were in the parking lot at Ralph's. And I was putting the uh, groceries in. Yeah. And as a police officer was walking by, my daughter goes, make sure you leave room for us in there. I can't wait to ride around in the trunk. (laughs) And I was like, oh, hello, officer. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, hey, Josh. Yeah. Who, who, who was your parenting teacher? Andrea Yates. Yeah. Yeah. Good reference. Oh, Thank, you. Thank you. Every, every, by the way, everyone. You know good, what it was? Everyone Google it right now. Really, it would have been really. It would have been really good, but the way you set it up was like. Was well, you like, know what it is? I can't. You, you guys talk over me. I can't hear you. <laughs> You know what the best part? The way you said that was that that was going to have the biggest payoff of all <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. You know, who was your parent? Andrea Yates. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll make sure you can hear me. <laughs> you couldn't see the uh, the Carson golf swing. <laughs> this is great. Usually I'm the one getting shit on an episode, so I'm, I really like this switch up. I'm like the cool one on this episode. <laughs> You know what? I gotta go. I gotta, uh, where do you have to go? Like, what is it? What do you have to do? <laughs> right now. What is that? What, what, do you, have you not finished that episode of Bones yet, Sean? Never seen an episode. I've see, never I, seen a minute see, of that. See, I said that too, like the Andrew Yates thing. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was bad too. Have you yeah, seen a minute of that I show? I have seen exactly 10 minutes probably over 10 years of that show. Because it's what? been on oh, Bones. Yeah. Very successful I watched, though. I watched that episode the other day. I've never seen one minute of that show. David Borans or whatever the fuck his name but is. But that's like, uh, what's that? Uh, that Mark Harmon show, NCIS. And that's I've that's been. A, I, yeah. I, I despise that show, and I've never watched it. But that's the thing, like Do that, you not like Mark Harmon. I like Mark Harmon, but those shows are so fucking. I don't know for some reason. You know why? Because it takes the place of Law and Order sometimes on yeah. on, on USA Network. <laughs> so so I get mad at the fucking. <laughs> show. <laughs> My God, you live the life of a widower. Uh. <laughs> this is like <laughs> that's really why I don't like that show. Yeah. You're like my nana. It's in the way I'm yeah, anyway, on order. I, I am glad the CSI New Orleans didn't take off. I mean I like Scott Bakula, but those posters were just tough. You saw those like on yeah, Sunset. Yeah. Oh, well, the posters were like instead of like normal NCIS where it looked like cool and they were gonna, it was like them like it said NCIS New Orleans. You've seen the posters and uh, they were all like in like open purple shirts with beads around yeah. them. <laughs> it was like like oh, they tried to terrible. make it like it was a carnival cruise, even though it was about probably the rape and murder of somebody. Which is just like a carnival cruise. Which is just like a carnival <laughs> every 48 hours episode ever. Yeah. Can I ever tell you how I went out for CSI Cyber, which is actually a pretty popular show? No. I went out for, like, the fat computer guy to be in it. Like, I bombed Oh, you didn't go out for the romantic, <laughs> romantic no, no. lead? You would, have, you would have been on the, the same equestrian? Ball, asshole. Listen, I know. I know that. Yeah, but, but listen. You, were, you didn't go out for an Olympic swimmer? Yeah. In the script was he waddled down the aisle. <laughs> 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 he waddled. <laughs> he waddled. I was like a Best Buy. Can I ask you a question? How many? How long did you practice your waddle at your house? Oh, he's been living that waddle for about thirty-six years. I don't fucking. I'm not at waddle point yet. Dan, you're closer to waddle point than I am. No, no, we weigh the same, and I've got like three inches on you. You have three inches on me. Yeah. How, what, what's your? What's your? What's your? What are you? Five eight. Five, eight and a half. Yeah, you know. When you're when you're below five nine, you add that half in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like five, ten and a half. I have like two inches on you. Yeah, that's not three inches, Jackass. All right. Well I don't know. I don't know what's going on with you. You've had a really good couple months. A lot of great things are going on with you, Sean. I don't yeah? know why you're getting annoyed. Sean, what's you had some good stuff happening? Yeah, he just did his record with Comedy Central. That's he awesome. Just did his special. 
You know, I really don't like the fact that I'm not there right now to defend myself properly. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, I, it's like, like when I'm talking about my kid when he's crying in the corner, like he had a great day. I don't know what, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on. He usually doesn't act like yeah, this. He just, I'm really sorry. I had a friend of mine recently and he, I don't have any young kids. He's got a yeah. young kid and. So he, a lot of my friends, they started so much. You know, my youngest is 18, right? Yeah. So all my friends are starting kind of now, and I started way earlier. So they call me with questions about their kids. So my buddy calls me. He goes, hey, I got a question for you. I'm sure you ran into this when Jacob was younger. I go, go yeah. ahead. He goes, you know, when we, Tommy is yeah. his name. He goes, when we put Tommy in the room, um, he, you know, for by himself for alone playtime, whenever we walk back in there, there's feces smeared on the wall. <laughs> He goes, what did you do when Jacob did that? I go, I've never fucking heard of that. Thing. <laughs> has he killed Has he killed your cat yet? <laughs> what do you mean feces rubbed on the wall? And he goes, that's not and normal? Why, I go, no. He like, that? Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's an inside voice. Yeah, I. he was like, that. Situation. that's not normal? I go, well, it wasn't normal in my house. I go, how long, how many times has he done it? He goes, I don't know, like 30? I go, 30 times? Oh, my God. Oh my yeah. God. Times? Take this kid to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just what it is. He just has it like, oh, you got to show him how to use it? All right. I, know for, I, I was like, listen, I would I would Google that because mm -hmm. that sounds like he will be killing small animals no, that's, soon. No, that's a rough one. I mean, have you seen that show, um, that movie, We We Need to Talk About Kevin? No. It's pretty good. Have you seen? You haven't seen it? Tom or Sean? Have you seen it? No, I won't watch any more movies. Dan tells me because he told me to to watch Dear Zachary. Did you ever watch that oh, one? Oh, that's a rough one. Oh my god! What's that? I, I'm just into the darkest. It's about uh this. Basically, this is the premise, and it gets even like sadder. But it's uh this 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 guy meets this girl. Um, he you know he she's a little older than him. He breaks up with her, but he gets her pregnant. She ends up murdering him, even though it's not proven yet. And it's a documentary. It's about her and that guy's parents raising the kid together and them knowing that she murdered him, but they don't want to look custody of the kid or anything to happen to the kid. So it's them sharing joint custody. It's a documentary? Yeah, during this trial. It's fucking. Oh, I die. I want to see that. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Netflix? I think still, yeah. It is, it's like not the best made documentary ever, but the story is like. That's amazing. What the fuck? I you know, love stories like gonna that. Gonna ruin your day. But. What and so what and, and then you said there's something about Kevin. What is that? There's something about Kevin. That's about Tilda. It's Tilda Swinton, who's awesome in him, and it's about her kid, who is basically showing all the signs of a school shooter and like. And this their is relationship. not a documentary. This is just her and John C. Riley, are the parents, and it's that uh, dude it's can do anything. He's great. I saw him on Broadway with Philip Seymour Hoffman. He also it's tours in, with a little banjo band. It's always annoying, isn't it? Like when somebody can do like he 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 when we I I did a theater in Fargo, yeah, and I looked on the wall and there was like John C. Riley's band and I was like, what? It's like what's what's it, Sean? Whose dog star is that? Keanu Reeves or Russell Crowe? Yeah, that's that's Keanu Reeves. But like also Thirty Second to Mars is uh is Jared, Jared Leto. Oh, that guy's so annoying, huh? Why is he so good looking? He's good he's looking. Very, you know, a great actor, though. Yeah, he is a good actor. I I totally agree. Better than I actor. thought he was going to be. That him and Dallas Buyers Club turned me around. He was good, although there was a lot of complaints about like that he was like almost minstreling it up a little bit. Come on, come on. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I think that's a choice he made, right? I think that he. It's yeah. also there's people who act like that, dude, and that guy and that character would probably. I act just like had a, I just had a vision of you as the spokesperson for Glad. Still. <laughs> Talking like that, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. come on, you guys are different. Come on, admit it. 
I mean, it's not a terrible, but you should put it down. You should record it. Sean is hired to, like, get kids out of the closet who are confused. Come on out of here. Everybody knows you're a queer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he is good, though. You know what movie I liked is that Panic Room movie. Remember that one? Jodie Foster? Yeah, and Forrest Whitaker. Really? Yeah, I mean. That's a Oh, you know what's great? Anybody who sees this, The Gift. The, fucking great movie. Oh, yeah. Fucking, that's the first positive thing Mike Lawrence has said on Facebook in the fucking three years. Oh, did he say it was great? He goes, well, go see go see The Gift. What it's is The Gift? It's not from your uh, childhood. It won't disappoint you. Uh, oh, it's th- it's a thriller that Joel Edgerton, you know, he was in, um, he's in a, been in a bunch of movies. He's great. And he I just, it's his first writing it. directly. It's actually him and Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman's great in it. And it's like, oh, that's out now. It's like, yeah, it's like a dark, yeah. dark thriller. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's like adult scary. <laughs> like, that's what I describe. I'm like, oh, this shit could happen. Let but me anyway, ask you a question. Yeah. Are you, are you, would you like to see Jason Bateman or Paul Rudd pull it back a little bit? I just, I know, I like both <laughs> of them, but I say that like I'm like, huh, guys, hire me. Uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, I, I, I Paul Rudd, yeah, I would, I would say. What, what, Sean? I said, answer the question, pussy. Don't fucking. <laughs> Come out of the closet. Well, here's the thing. I like Paul. I love both those guys. Yeah. I, I it, it, you know, it. I think oversaturation has hurt there. Well, it's what happens in Hollywood and like you know that year when Whitney Cummings had like three shows. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, and they're everybody's. I mean, it's like they got that because they're good, but you, you know, like the entertainment industry panics and they're like, all right, we're all gonna get in on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then it backfires. Yeah, know? because I love, uh, dude. Paul Rudd makes me laugh, and mm-hmm. so does Jason Bateman. But I would yeah. lo- they would make me laugh more, and they and they are in every movie they're in. I'm like I would see that, yeah. and then the more I see it, I'm like, well, now that they're just, I wish they weren't in as much. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's tough. Sean, you agree with that, right? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that, hundred percent. When you get too much of them, you're like, all right, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to go clueless cast members, why hasn't Stacey Dash done more? Yeah, Otherwise. right? By the way, that's my latest blog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just blogged about that. It's really weird that you would bring that up. Republican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's an article that came out that apparently, like, her friend recorded her saying, like, like she doesn't even believe half this shit. She's like, but you know what? If you're a Republican, you can stay. Uh, you can st- If you're a woman Republican, you can fucking stay more relevant until you're like 60, like Ann Coulter. And you can't do that if you're a liberal hot chick in Hollywood. Is that true? Yeah, well, that's I don't know. It, it, there's some, you know, like there's some evidence to that, I guess. I mean, yeah, so because maybe there are Greta many- Van Susteren, Jesus, oh my you know, God. I think her and Ann Coulter are the same person. <laughs> she, I, 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 I'm not sure if Greta Van Susteren is like Ted Danson in a wig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a rough one. I actually, I can see the strings behind her with people moving her. <laughs> like, yes. it is bizarre. Like, is Michael Circus in the next room? Andy Circus. Where her. do you fall? Think about how funny that would have been, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you guys fall on Trump? I mean, uh, well, t- Sean, I'll let you answer this first because, you know, I'm conscious of the I fact that you're. Th- I think, well, I'm, my thing is, I th- I'm starting to think it's a fucking practical joke. Dude, there's I, I just, really, fuck. Do you, do you have a bit about it yet? Because I'm doing a practical joke. Because uh, th- they think that, because he went to the, the Clinton's wedding and, and he's like, isn't he like, he's pro life and he's like uh, pro gay marriage? And yeah, but stuff. he's saying that he's pro, now he's saying he's pro. He's pro. He well, he's pro. You say he used to be pro-choice. Now he's saying he's pro-life. Yeah, I've been doing a bit about it where it's like it's almost like two frat guys have made a bet and they're just like go out there say the fucking craziest shit and it's yeah. working. 
You we, know, you know the, the greatest comic who ever lived if he pulls this off and it's a joke. Well, oh, with Sasha like, Baron Cohen at the end of it? It's scary. Or oh, if he rips off his mask, it's like Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> what scares also, the shit? But I think here's the thing. I think it's, he's batshit crazy, but I also think it's kind of funny how he's actually like how their people are reacting to him like it's a real thing. I yeah. I agree. Here's the thing. Like on one hand, I actually think it's good because the, you you look at the viewership. Yeah. Right, it got a bunch of people who have never been interested in politics, at right. least to watch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I always mm-hmm. think that's good, but I it scares the shit out of me that there are millions of people in this country who have just decided to vote for somebody because he speaks his mind. What? Right. Yeah. What? what? That does not qualify you to be president, no. the most powerful person in the fucking world. So that's Isn't what scares it, the yeah. shit out of me a little bit. Yeah, it's I, also scary that there's no safeguards in place that can make it that this guy doesn't become president. Oh, there will be a safeguard. It'll be called, it's uh, called the public vote. assassination. No, there's they, no way JP Morgan will let that guy. <laughs> there's no, no way. Yeah. There's no way. There's no, something will happen. They will take him in a room and they'll be like, Hey, this has been really fun. But, uh, it's like that Bill Hicks joke. They'll show, they'll be like, this is, uh, this is, uh, the, the JFK this is over right now. Life. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah, over yeah, yeah. right now. Um, and, Trump's not an idiot. You know, he's going to understand at some point. I, I also think that in his heart of hearts, he doesn't want to be president. Because if he's president, he no. can't run his businesses. But what he's doing right now, this is the thing that I don't yeah. think people understand. I don't think, in all honesty, as much of a narcissist as he is, that he thought, I'm, I'd am be winning. I'd be ahead in the polls. What he thought, and, I, and what I thought, too, was... Yeah. It would just reintroduce him to America. He had disappeared a little bit. Right. For his brand, for who he is, he needs to be out in front. He needs that shit for his yeah. business. So now he's alienating people who didn't like him anyways. But now the people that did like him and he's got new fans are going to help his business. That's the bo- His speaking engagements, dude, he's going to make – he's going to go gonna through the crazy. fucking It's going to be crazy. Right. You're absolutely and, right. And, and with that guy, too, he's always wide about how much money he has. Yes. So yeah, it's he, like – He doesn't have as much as he says, right? right? No, he never. I mean, even now they're saying he's his assets are worth like, you know, a, like my assets are worth $9 billion or $11 billion, But um, I, I don't know. But here's – I will tell you this. A liar, you know guy. what I do love about him is yeah. that he's not scripted. Like no. he goes up there and he just talks. There's no prompter. Unfortunately, but he would make yeah, he would make the worst president. Probably he's, he's, not of all. Ted Cruz would be the like, worst. He's, he's awful. It would be an embarrassment to America. Would, dude, I'm not even kidding. Like I, I've never, I've never been one to think if this guy wins, I'm gonna move. Like if George Bush is president again, I'm gonna move. I never thought that. With this guy as president, I would really, honestly consider moving. I think Ted Cruz to would be where. Worse. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, Connecticut. <laughs> I would go to Connecticut because I am done with this. <laughs> I mean, I think Ted Cruz would be worse. That guy, that guy's dad believes, I, I was, I did this gig I in know. Tyler, Texas. The dad believes, yeah, his dad believes that the second coming is going to be during his lifetime and Ted Cruz <laughs> is going to be the person to usher us into that. Ted Cruz <laughs> looks like a Simpsons character. Oh, it's insane. He's the most unlikable fucking person I've ever seen. Yeah. And even Republicans are just like, eh, no. I no, know. I don't think we can go with this guy. I, you, no, did you watch the debate? I did, and I, Ted Cruz makes Rick Santorum look like the fucking Fonz. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> the most unlikable guy I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I agree Ever, with you. on a stage, ever. And I've been through hundreds of open mics. You know? <laughs> and he is, without a doubt, the most unlikable. I, I got to tell you, like, 
out of that, I, and I, my politics, I yeah. fall somewhere in the middle. Like I, yeah, like I think yeah. most of, of, of people do. Right. I think if you agree with one side 100%, that's called a cult, and right. you probably shouldn't agree with one person yeah. 100%. So I fall somewhere in the middle, like most people. But the group, it was like an extended SNL sketch. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. It was All crazy. those people, I was like, who yeah. the fuck are we watching here? And it's interesting because that will be the 10 minute SNL skit that opens the show. It so. should be. Yeah. It sh- because it was the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. And then I yeah. know people are like, well, we love Ben Carson. I, it's the same thing. Look, he's a great, he's very so boring. Sp- and a very, look, a very smart guy, neurosurgeon. You know what that, you know what qualifies him to be president? Fucking nothing. Nothing. But those guys a don't. Neurosurgeon that, t- didn't he talk about he, his foreign policy was based on what God said in the Bible or something Who, weird ben like Carson that? Ben Carson said that? He was talking about God, like, but like it was political policy. They, I mean, I think that's just a go-to. Ever, it's like when about when when they ask uh, a politician what his favorite book is, and they're like the Bible. Bible. And I'm like, really? Trump said that last night. Did you, re- did you hear his oh, speech no. last night? It's a, it's a bit. It's got to be a a bit. It's got to be a bit at this it's point. Gotta be a There's bit. no way. It, it was so when he said it last night. You didn't watch his speech last night. Anybody? I didn't watch the. I know I didn't watch that one. Somebody said he goes. You know, he was talking about his book. Do you, anyone have the art of a deal in here? The art of a deal. It's my second favorite book. You know what my first favorite book is? <laughs> the Bible. And he gave a thumbs up. <laughs> and I was like, no, I saw that coming. And it's that not is, believable it's, out of his mouth. There's no way he believes that. It's a no, joke. It's got to be a joke. Yeah. You know, if he is elected president, I don't think he's going to be as bad as somebody like a Ted Cruz or even a George W. Bush. I just think he's going to be the most corrupt president. Like, he's just like all his policy initiatives are going to be like a first step of uh, securing a deal with Iran, building a Trump Tower in <laughs> Tehran. You know? Well, you know, he it's said. He did say last night, he said, you know, the problem with politics is that, you know, the the lobbyists have their hands in their pockets, right? Yeah. I give you a million dollars, you got to do what I want you to do. He said, how do I know that? Because I've given people a million dollars and then called in favors before. Yeah. So he, like, lifted the fucking veil off of, yeah. Yeah. It was, cr- but yeah, I was like, so That's we why should- he won't be president, by the way. It's because they're not going to let that happen. Because anyone who thinks, like, I'm not going to go into conspiracy theories again, guys. I've done it before. Are I'm you a conspiracy theory guy? I wouldn't say that, but I, I'm open to possibilities. But I'm just saying, like. <laughs> you th- are? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, the I'm Rothschilds, bullshit. the J.P. Morgans, they're not going to fucking let that happen it's just not gonna happen this guy there are bigger there are much more powerful unseen people that are running this country who have no desire to run for president 100 so they're not gonna let that happen oh, of course why no do way. you think they would let that proves, happen that also proves that he's not one of the elite that he's actually no trump is not one of trump isn't here's why they won't let it happen trump one of the thing that embarrasses trump the most if you bring it up to him is that he was just uh denied entry it was a couple years ago into the most exclusive golf club in the world uh, because they don't consider him one of the guys. Really? So I think that that's why he won't. Like, we'll get uh, fucking Rupert Murdoch. He hates him. Like, he's he's new money. He's not Hearst money. He's new money. Well, you know what's funny, too, is it's, is to hear his supporters, you know, talk about him, a self-made man. He mm-hmm. was given $40 million. <laughs> $40 million and has bankrupt. You know, yeah. his, his FICA score is in the lower 10% yeah. of the country because he's been bankrupt so many times. So, I mean, I know, look, he's, as far as a, I like watching him talk. Yeah. More, and, and if we learn anything from, you know, look, your sound bites in today's generation, yeah. I want to get, get one, that's what's going to get you elected. Oh, of and course. as far as a sound bite, nobody, Jeb Bush is the most boring 
I would, I would, I, is the most boring person I've ever heard talk. Oh, he's he's vice presidential. He's not presidential. And even though he's like, no, prob- he's secretary of stateish. Yeah, he's the he's probably he's the smartest guy that's on that stage. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that anything. That doesn't mean anything. Haven't we learned that, that smarts don't mean? Doesn't anything. matter. I mean, if you remember the McCain campaign that failed, the one soundbite that made him look good is when they're like, uh, uh, "How would you get a?" Uh, to Osama bin Laden, he's like, I'd follow him to the gates of hell. Yeah, and everyone kept praying that over, which is like the craziest Clint Eastwood bullshit answer. <laughs> like you'd follow him to the gates of hell? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Shut up, you fucking old weirdo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I yeah. think John McCain could still kick your ass. John McCain? Oh, no, man. I think, I think he I could, could take get you. McCain. You think so? Sure, I mean, his like you know, it's all about a reach as a fighter. Yeah, and that guy doesn't have much of a reach. But I think his know? pain threshold is probably through the roof. Maybe. I don't what know. do you guys think about the whole Bernie Sanders thing with the Black Lives Matter protest? I don't. I got in trouble with that on Facebook. I think that it was. I, I mean, I think it was fucking gross what those women did. I think it was like really shitty. That yeah, they fucking and, like and they picked shot the wrong guy. The, picked the wrong. Well, they, they it's because he guy. doesn't like have. He'll let them go up because he's the most progressive. And now he's having. An, it, <laughs> yeah, he's like, they're like, let us speak. He's like, okay. <laughs> it was just announced last night. He he's having them now. He's having Black Lives Matters, uh, the movement, speak before his speeches. <laughs> like so, it's like fucking. What? But why? I, mean, I just. But why? What? Why? I I have no idea. And I I I I. I well, I, I mean I. You know, I think that there's a fucking. I think he's concerned about. I mean, I'm concerned about police brutality. Everybody's concerned about police brutality. Yeah. Um, but he has it as a big part of his platform. Also, she was one of those women was a Sarah Palin supporter. What? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. What? Right. Yeah. Neither of them are actual Black Lives Matter. They weren't. Mm-mm. They're a spinoff. They have nothing to do with Black what? Lives Matter. Then so what that's more- and that's another thing where it's like I, it wasn't the movement, which it makes that movement, which is a great, awesome movement that did all this like really progressive protests in New York. It makes them look like shit because they have nothing to do with it. It's almost like in the 60s or 70s when fucking cops or FBI agents would dress as like hippies and then start riots. Well, is that people. what it is? Was it a scam? I don't know if it's a scam, but it, sound, it doesn't sound great. So those two women were not part of the movement, but they mm. pretended like they were part of the movement? Or yeah. we just assumed they were part of the movement? We just assumed because they were black and they were wearing Black Lives Matters t-shirts. Well, and they were, they were saying Black Lives Matter, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were saying a bunch of that. I mean, I think what it brought up is is the appalling lack of security at Bernie Sanders events. Yeah, that you could just go and then get up on stage right next to him. I and mean, they could have blow done his anything. brains out. Dan, you yeah. should do it next time, but just do a tight five. <laughs> yeah, just do it. <laughs> I was uh... so now Black Lives Matter, and then Dan Saint Germain is going to do five, and then I'm going to speak. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> lives a, matter. These car- Caitlyn Jenner, what do you call her? <laughs> Uh, that would be great if every day. So yeah. every 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 Bernie Sanders speech was a three man show. Black Lives Matter yeah, yeah. opens, yeah, you middle, me. and then he closes. Yeah, and then uh, closing out Yakov Shmirnov. <laughs> uh, yeah, goes up and they're like, bring back the Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bernie Sanders poll number is like reaching a whole new low. Uh, I, uh, did you hear his folk album? That's the fucking greatest thing I've ever heard. What do you mean? Forty years ago, he was like a folk singer or something. Or three years ago, he released a like a folk like reggae. Have you heard yeah. it, Aaron? That's he released like, a fo- and it's like it's so bad. It's just him 
Like, you it's know like, how Leonard... Like Woody Allen doing folk music. Yeah. He's like, I was walking down the street. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> I'm going like, to have to go. You have to listen to it. It's like, you know, the new, like, True Detective Season 2 theme song where it was, it's Leonard... Oh, I love Leonard Cohen, but that theme song sucks. And it's just him speaking over, like, that, never mind. Oh, yeah. Let it happen. That second season. Oof. It was like, the whole Rough. season was, like, almost coming. Dude, the first episode, I'm like, it was, it's like in The Simpsons, you know, in that episode where Homer's trying, like, Lisa, like, the pig, they're trying to roast the pig, and then the pig shoots in the sky. Yeah. And Homer it's, going, like, it's, it's still good, it's still good. Yeah. <laughs> what? What, Sean? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying what you're saying, sorry. Yeah, ahead. have you seen any of it, Sean? No, no? I, I watched the first episode, that was it. And that was the, without a doubt, the best episode of the season. Well, because you, yes. because you didn't need answers in the first episode. Right. You were just being introduced to the characters. Right. And then yeah. you just Here's kept being reintroduced to the characters. Yeah. Nothing fucking happened. Yeah. quickly. My, my theory in this is I think it's actually good that it was bad because there's no way they would have lived up to the hype anyway. So why not just go down and fucking flames? Well, you know yeah. the rumor, right? Because well, the, the director left. Well, the first season also, there was all that sniffing around about plagiarism and then this dude's scripts were lifted from somebody else. It's just yeah. why the words and the speeches and everything was so much more concise. It was still a little more vague in the first season, but it had a little bite to it. In this there's second great season, yes. In the second season, there's no sniff about plagiarism. He clearly wrote it all himself, but there was just some really terrible oh my dialogue. God, like, terrible yeah, dialogue. You were going to be a scrape job. Yeah. I was like, oh. Like really, really corny shit, right? Dude, yeah. the last episode, one of the guys actually says, I am the bullet and the blade. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it is so rough. Uh, and- because I think that's a Wesley Snipes line. <laughs> I was. It was. It felt like it was written by a high schooler who yeah. hadn't lost his virginity yet, who yeah. just spent all day watching Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Tr- they tried tried too hard. Part of tried it was like, way too hard. It was like a, it was like somebody trying to be Tarantino and David Lynch at yeah. the same time. It was really bad. I, I mean, I wouldn't see it if I were you, Tom. Did you I, watch all of it? It's not yes. even. It's not even worth watching. Right? No. No, it's really bad. It's 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 frustrating. Bad. It's it is it is like crazy. Like they could do and how did this get made on it? But uh, it's it's so when you what I I love that show the first season maybe as much as I've loved any Me other too. show. Me too. And uh, and to, to watch that fall was crazy. But the I'm telling you that that the rumor is that the writing was played a little bit plagiarized yeah. that first season. Uh, Which is but sad. Too, I will tell you, that. Colin Farrell. Was fucking great. He's always great, that guy. And he's never, he's just picks the, like, have you seen him in Bruges, obviously? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. He's great. Oh, my God. It, and he just picks the wrong fucking horse every time, that guy. Well, this, you would have thought going in, yeah. they were like, well, that first season was so good and did so much for McConaughey and Woody right. Harrelson that I'm a fuck yeah, I'm signing. And all those characters, all four actors have the ability to be really good. Yeah. You know? I liked Rachel McAdams. I don't know, well, man. I, I usually like her. Also I, not being, I don't know you if I've said before, but Vince Vaughn has never been good in anything dramatic ever. You can name one thing Vince Vaughn's been good in. I mean, I, yeah, I can't disprove you on this one. Into I the mean, Wild. Was he good in Into just, the Wild? He should not have been allowed to do any more drama yeah. after Psycho, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, the Lost World guys. I don't know. No, I mean, I uh, Psycho was. I haven't seen. I couldn't see. Just like I couldn't see Psycho. Psycho is such a perfect movie. Yeah. I was like, why would they remake that? Did you exactly. see Vacation? This one? No, I did. Same thing. I didn't want to. see I heard it, it was funny. Really? Because they didn't remake it. 
Uh, I'd love to. I mean, I love, you know, I love Anna Helms. I love. I thought fucking Where the Millers was funny. Me too. You know? Yeah, it's funny with Millers. Where yeah. the Millers was funny, but I think it's really, look, I, I, it's really hard to market an R rated movie yeah. because you're funny. The reason it's R is because your funniest stuff is the dirty stuff, yeah. which you can't show on TV. Yeah. So every R-rated movie, when you look at it, you're like, well, that looks like a fucking another soft comedy. Yeah. But you get in there, and you're like, oh, that actually... That is funny. I, and, and listen, I know I'm going to have... I'm going to be the only person who says this ever. Yeah. Ever. And maybe I was high when I watched it. Right. <laughs> but that's my boy with Andy Samberg and Adam I have Sa- never seen it. Okay. Now, listen, no. I watched it. I watched the ads. I'm like, that's going to be the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And so, but then I was high on a plane. I'm like, well, yeah. let's watch that's my boy. <laughs> and be, and maybe it's because I think part of it is, with comedies is when you go up with high expectations, it never gets met. But when you go in with, well, there's nothing else on, and you laugh out loud seven yeah. times, you're like, well, that was a success. That was, uh, yeah, of course. Do you I know mean, what I mean? Comedy in general. I mean, I actually, I just watched Wet Hot, which is great. That fucking, the new season of Wet Hot, awesome. Really? Like, they just, they did it. They did it. It's great. Did you uh, see it's it? Fine. It's it's good. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. Here's I the love thing. It. I think there's a a, a a thing that that maybe sometimes comedy should not be reviewed, man. I agree. Oh, it's a, you can't trust it. You can't trust comedy reviews. It's so subjective. Who are you to tell me what they think is funny? Some people think the most fucked up shit is funny. Some people think like I don't know, two and a half men is funny. You know what I'm saying? But, but like, that's right. why that's why like it it bothers me a little bit as a comic yeah. when I hear comics badmouth other comics because for this. It. For this reason, your job as a comic is to entertain the people who are sitting in front of you. Now, as long as you're not stealing other people's material, however you do that is not fucking up to me to decide. I will never do it publicly. I I always said that. I'll never shit on on, on Twitter. I think I've shit on one comedy in, like, I've literally, like, years on Twitter. Like, to my uh, uh, 10,000 followers, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, look, when people call some humor highbrow or lowbrow or they call some smart or dumb, look, we all think Jon Stewart is smart, a smart comic, right? But you watch Daily Show, there's dick jokes and fart jokes all over that. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's the... Even I mean, Louis C.K., who's the top of the game, and of, he has tons of, of masturbation course. jokes. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the deal is this. is like I don't think there should be highbrow, lowbrow, smart, dumb comedy. Yeah. If it makes you laugh, it jumps into the comedy hole. Right. That's it. Look, I, Carrot Top, I don't know if any of you have seen him live. I've never Before seen him Before you live. fucking badmouth him, go to that show. Go to that show, man. Yeah. And don't go to the show. I just want feeling... to see a documentary on that guy, just because just of the castle he lives in and shit. Dude, his live show, take all your pretensions away, yeah. sit down and be like, he went to Toys R Us, grabbed a trunk full of toys. And he made and this is work. Entertaining a theater full of people every fucking night and crushing, you try to do that. And you... making millions. Millions. You know, the one thing uh, I've started to change is that I appreciate magicians more now. Why not? <laughs> never. I'm psyched on magicians, dude. Yeah, I'm starting to. I'm starting. Although I had, and you know, God bless this dude. I did a show late Friday night. Sean, I sent you pictures from it. Have you been to the clown room in L.A.? The clown room. It's, it is exactly what you think it is. It is just vintage clown material, like clown memorabilia, in there, and they run shows in there. Where is that? It is downtown L.A. in the creepiest, like true detective type street, and it's just that, and it's the only thing lit at that time of night. So you drive by and it's just clown faces. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. And I did a show and it was, I mean, it was like, 
It was like the scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre where the girl wakes up at the table. <laughs> like that's what it felt like. My did whole you pull set. something out of your beard? Uh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that scene is the most terrifying scene in I think movie history. By the way, but I, are you a horror film guy? Oh, uh, huge horror film guy. When oh. he's like, when they're trying to like oh. bend her over and hit her with a hammer, and like he's too like, like defe- like the guy's too old to do it. Oh, it's so creepy. Is that your favorite horror film? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I, it's hard for me to go past. You know, the exorcists and Halloween are, like, so on the same plane. For yeah. Me. I don't know. Are, are the, Sean, are you a horror film guy? No, I'm not a big horror film guy, no. Tom, are you? Yeah, I used to have a, a Fangoria magazine subscription back in the day. It was oh, fun. Oh, what? Fangoria magazine. I feel like you're magazine. one of the guys who said, who, like, who designed, like, the models of monsters. I used to do that. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, you would buy, like, the MGM, like, mummy, and then you would get airplane glue and put them together i didn't talk to a lot of girls no, do that the when you were <laughs> so that was right in between getting jumping in that pussy right oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea you know I, that I, your models were bought with dirty cosby money yeah, dirty co- <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, hush money um <laughs> what's the uh what did you, you ever fucking have a girl cheat on you josh Oh, yeah. What's the most dysfunctional relationship you've ever been in? Uh, as far as like the like why why you're like why did I get in this? This is like the dumbest fucking thing ever. Well, probably my the mother of my kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, by the end of that relationship, I walked to a you know we lived here in Hollywood, and I we I just didn't care. I knew she was out doing whatever and with right. whoever. But I, I my deal was look, you got to be home. By eight o'clock, and you guys were still together. Yeah, we were living together, so I can go, fucking do my sets, you know. Yeah. So she would go out early and party, and and so I was like, look, I, I told my brother, you watch the kids for a couple minutes. I got to go get her. I go to the bar where I knew she was. Yeah. I go to the doorman. I go, hey man, I didn't, I didn't have any cover money at the time. I can't pay any cover, but I I'm just I know she's in here. Can I run in and grab her and run out? And he goes, who are you looking for? And I'll help you out. I know everybody in there because it was early. Yeah. I go, I'm looking for a girl named Malia. He goes, good choice, dude. She sucks a great dick. Oh, oh my God. Holy shit. And I was like, I know. And uh, so, so I went you in, didn't, and you didn't care at this nah, point? I even you... joked about it with her on the ride home. I go, listen. I go, hey, the doorman. So she sucked the fucking doorman's I, cock? I, I'm sh- not just a doorman, I'm sure. <laughs> oh. I go, I go, listen, uh... Yeah, Dorman says, uh, you suck a good dick. And she was she was like tried to play it off. She was like, ha, ha, ha. Uh, Oh she, my god, dude. That didn't wow, crush that's you. Insane. Uh no, at the time, I mean, listen, honestly, at the time I had just mentally checked out. Yeah. Completely checked out. And it was just well, a situation it was probably relieved for you because then you could just that gives you so much more reason to go. Get the fuck out. No, I already knew I knew it was happening before. It wasn't like yeah. a huge secret in my brain. I was just trying to figure out you're how not, you're to... not are you a jealous guy or no? Uh I have been. I have you know, when I was in college, the one girl I would say that really dropped my spirits and wrecked my heart. Yeah. I was jealous with that. But you know, I came to a point in my brain where I was like, I can't control anybody else's actions. If yeah. somebody else is going to cheat on me or they're going to do this, I can't control that. All I can do is be me, and then if they're going to yeah. live there, that's, so I kind of. And I, then you get her relatives and your relatives together, and you stone her. That's yes, how, exactly. That's how we do it. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then we, yeah, we stone her and we bury her in the backyard, and uh, we let ants come and just <laughs> pick at her head. Jesus. 
Yeah, I can't believe so that that is the that is the craziest story I think I've ever heard. Yeah, no, like, there I could with her I could give you about a hundred stories I would top. Yeah, her. that really. Yeah, have and you ever walked on her? Did you ever walk in on her or no? Here's okay, one of my favorite. I used to talk about this on stage, but yeah, she used to tell people, I said I would say I have a girlfriend. Well, she says fiance, I say girlfriend, which was yeah. true because she had a ring, but I didn't buy it. <laughs> Yeah. She bought her own ring and told people we were engaged. My brother was like, she's going to kill you. She's going to kill you and bury you in the backyard. <laughs> she was bananas. Oh but God. the sex was great. She was super funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so who cares? Yeah, but then at some point it just But gets now me. you would freak out if your wife hooked up with somebody else. I think I would. Yeah. I think that would probably would bother a me bit. a little bit. Yeah, That I, would be a tough one. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be. Did you want to tell me something? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and I'm trying to think of another comic. <laughs> me and Fortune Femester. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, you no, guys kind of look alike. Yeah, we do a little. Um, <laughs> she's better looking than me. Uh, uh, let me just say, by the way, and I want to say this before I know you do a six. Yeah, but let me just say. Out in here in a second. Um. I don't know if anybody your listeners caught you on my show, but you were good every fucking time. Man. Thank you. It was every super time. fun. I, I would Please love to do, do it again. Trash. I don't know what the story Please is. Don't do this. Hey, what's that? <laughs> what are, what are, Sean's annoyed because he's not getting a compliment. His fucking ego. Please, Here's the thing: is like I'm just telling you, he was really, really good that, on the show. Thank you, Josh. It was really fun. It was a really fun show. Um, Sean cannot handle not being the most liked person in the room, and I'm okay with that because I in realize the room. I know that. But even on the okay on the on the air, like I'm okay with that because I know Sean is more liked than me by most of the comedy people. I'm not yeah. talking about as an artist. Who knows? As an artist, I'm a piece of shit. Uh, but like, I'm just saying, like as like a friend, he's more like. So whenever there's a situation where there's somebody who likes me more than him, he can't fucking take it. I, well, I don't know him. I know, and you will, and I don't know. You may, maybe, but I'm just saying, like he can't. He's yeah. got to be the guy in the room of like, oh, Sean. He's got to do it, or else he's like he gets really annoyed, and he's laughing it off right now. But you can tell, you can tell. That's one of those last where he's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I would just say I wanted you to know. Well, thank you, dude. And, you, and the uh, and, and Sean, that, Sean, are there episodes on Wine people can check out? No. Yeah, on they're all on CMT.com. They're all on CMT.com. Um, so check that show; it's a great show. Sean earmuffs. You don't want to hear this. I would tell you this: the production company, the network, both loved you. Well, thank loved you. you. So I appreciate it. Was it. Good shit, man. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And I'll be, I'll be, uh, hosting a new show with the girls from heart. So <laughs> guys, I was, uh, oh, follow a compliment with a weak, weak joke from the early nineties. Uh, is there anything you want to pop before you leave? Uh, just oh, at Josh Wolf comedy, mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram and Twitter. That's and it. Since this is this week, I'm going to be in go bananas all weekend with, uh, Evan Williams. Who's been on the show. Super funny guys. So check us out there. And, oh, I forgot to say this. I will be selling. I forgot to talk about this on the podcast. Before this whole Kogan thing happened, yeah. I had ordered a bunch of shirts called Saint Germaniac and Saint Germania. And just as I paid for the order, the N word thing came out with Hogan. I think it's better for you. You think it'll work? Yep. We'll see what happens. Yep. Good. Sean, are where where are you this weekend? Uh I'm at City Steam in Hartford, Connecticut for Friday and Saturday for three shows. City Steam. Hartford yeah, does not sound like a comedy club. I it's, I think it's a it is a comedy club. It's like a comedy club. Restaurant type stuff. It's supposed it, to be pretty good. It though. sounds like a blues venue for like rich white people. City steam. Yeah. Yeah, good, yeah, good one. That was good. Well, and, I was just um, making an observation. Not all of them meant to be fucking zingers, Sean. Well, yeah, well, yeah, they do. Yeah, okay. And uh, you and just gave up on you giving me shit on that. <laughs> next week I'll be at Crackers in Indianapolis. Cracker. 
All right. Uh, and right. Tom, yeah, I'll be at High Plains Comedy Festival next week. And Tom? Uh, I am coaching a, a Little League tournament this oh, weekend, geez. ladies and gentlemen. Dude, is there one time we don't have just an utterly psychologically breaking moment with you? <laughs> Was that for the pedophiles who listen to the podcast? <laughs> like the way you said it. Like if I could describe your vocal tone, I'd say quivering. Yeah. Like it was not great. Dude, somebody I forgot to tell you this, Tom. Somebody messaged me this week and told me to take it easy on you. And th- this was funny, because then I messaged back, I'm like, okay, I will. And then and then the guy goes, but not too easy. So I don't know what that means. It means you they want to hear him on the brink of yeah, tears, they, not, not actually crying. Not totally crying. Yeah, yeah. I'm all I'm right there. I'm always right there. All right, well, thanks, guys, and uh, tune in next week. Bye. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. Help keep our podcast going. Give us a donation. It's been a little while since we've received any. Go to mydumbfriendspodcast.tumblr.com and you'll find our safe and secure PayCal, PayCal, PayPal link is there. Send us a note at mydumbfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We need to get some emails for our upcoming mailbag episode. So have them start coming in. Thanks for listening. The My Dumb Friends Podcast is part of the All Things Comedy Network. For other cool comedy podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Her daddy gave her got home from the bars. Our opening and closing song is called Mary the Boxer by Phil Pickens. You can find out more about Phil at philpickens.com to me.